Kalina, in, that was the era then when, when I met you first and uh, you were 11 and you were in the youth group. I know this is making you feel old. It's making me feel even older, I tell you. So, so to, as a young person growing up, what, what, was, what did New Wave and, and what God was doing do for you as a young Bulgarian in a church there? So my first memory is from a small town near Varna called Bocic. And I don't know if that's the actual first new wave, but I remember I was very impressed. It was slightly darker, and uh, there were about nine or ten of your young people at the time. I clearly remember Jonathan Allen, who is now my (laughs) brother-in-law, funny enough, who was making fun of himself, and they were like trying to climb on top of each other to, uh, you know, create the image of unity and how we can work as a team. And I clearly remember thinking, oh, church can be fun. This is, this is so amazing. Like, we've never seen anything yeah. like that yeah. uh, in the context of church. Uh, sketches and, yeah, um, yeah using fun examples uh, to talk about faith. So I was really impressed. And then the second part that we did together with other people who joined us when we went in the center of Vana, I think it was like a, the Sea Garden. Yeah. There was like a concert that we did in the open air for everyone who was passing by. Uh, they, w- they could come and just listen, and the songs were about Jesus. And that was something quite rare, I would say, yeah, yeah. back then, even, even yeah. now, in a sense. Yeah, so yeah. that's my uh, kind of yeah. first memories yeah, from that yeah. time. Wow. Yeah. And then fast forward to Serafovo, to, to, to where the camp was really established. And then when you, your youth group were there and you were leading the dance and you know, what, what was God doing there in, in you and in other young people in Bulgaria? Uh, I think for a young person, it's very key in general to have a community. Mm-hmm. And I think that was life-changing for a lot of people my age, some a bit younger and, and many older than me. Um, but it, it was like an alternative to what we knew that was yeah. there. Uh, it was for the first time we could have fun and get together and play games and talk about our faith, which was completely different to everything we've known. So it, there was an alternative to the worldly culture. Um, and I know it meant a lot. Um, it challenged people to actually dedicate their lives, mm-hmm. um, you know, to give up on some unhealthy friendships and relationships and um, talk to their parents about their faith. And it was just transformational uh, to be able to gather together and jump around and uh, have uh, exciting worship. Uh, it was truly transformational. And every time we'd have uh, the English group, uh, people was just so impressed and inspired. Um, and we always were like, oh, look at what they're doing. We should do that as well. So we'd see some things and then the next year we'll try something. And it d- grew as a partnership. Uh, yeah. Over time, we were able to start creating our own things, our yeah, own culture. And, and that's yeah. been amazing to see. And, uh, you know, two years ago to be able to go back with the yeah. English team yeah. uh, and, <laughs> and to see how the guys are doing there without you know, me being part of the picture uh, has been incredible. And also, Pastor Leon has personally served me so much, you know, in the times of prayer, and like he, you would call people to come to the stage, you know, for whenever there is a call, um, you know, to respond. And 
loads of people will come for prayer and there will be like a prophetic words and people will just be so encouraged and go back. It was almost like a, a place where we can come, recharge our Christian batteries and then go back to our towns, everyone at their places. Some places there will be only a few Christians yeah. in the whole uh, yeah. community. Yeah. Yeah. Um, in, many students will be the yeah. only student who is a Christian yeah. in their school. Yeah. So you can imagine how meaningful yeah. uh, and important that was for yeah. them. Yeah. I mean, I can remember, I just in my head now, there's a picture of these two girls that had traveled six hours to come. They're the only two Christians in their city. Yeah. You know, that, 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 that was just the reality, really. So for them, it was a, it was a lifeblood, really. And I, it's funny, you know, how, how God works. I remember, you know, I, I could see in this girl when she was 12 or 13 that God was all over her. And, you know, spoke into her life and we became friends and with her family. I would never have known that fast forward however many years she'd be leading worship in our church this morning. Like she did. And married to Pete Allen. I mean, that's a miracle in itself. <laughs> but, but on that one, interesting, again, how God moves. God's so, And I think this is, for me, this is not all about me. This is us as a church as well. And you guys, this is part of our story, really. So in New Wave, I remember one of the nights and um, we were praying and God was was powerful there and we were thinking about what would it because Bulgaria as a nation up to that point spiritually was we need to receive wasn't it what can you do for me and then all of a sudden there was a shift and it was like hang on a minute God's blessed us as well what can we do in countries around us and that's where they started to looking beyond their borders and then there was a link with Albania and so Chocho was one of the first Bulgarian leaders to go down to Albania and then they, we spoke together and they said, hey, you know, we're friends, we're partners. You know, what would it look like if we went together? And then some guys from the church, Erin and Hella, came and saw a new wave in Bulgaria and said, we need something like this in Albania. And then you came down on a team from Bulgaria and we had a team from England and you met Pete. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Isn't it amazing how God moves, though, and God works and joins people together? Just, just because we, we're going to have a bit of fun in a minute as well. So what, what is happening in Bulgaria spiritually now? And I know, Kalia, for you, you're here now in this country, but obviously you, you, your parents, we, we saw your father this morning uh, bringing greetings. Uh, great, great, great family. And so you know what's happening a bit, and you obviously are there in Varna. What is happening spiritually, do you feel, in Bulgaria at the moment? I think Bulgaria is at the threshold of a new revival. And why would I say that? Two years ago, a, a, a lawyer, a pastor and a lawyer from Plovdiv, uh, was stirred with the idea, with God's driven idea, to gather together all churches from Bulgaria for a prayer. And this started on a local basis, then it uh, continued to grow. And last year and this year, we had the first ever, ever, ever pre national prayer events where all the country, all denominations, Methodist, wow. congregational churches, Baptist churches, highly charismatic churches, everybody gathers together mm. to pray for the country. Wow. And for a few hours, the last one was in September in Varna, in our town. And uh, you, you could see with your eyes that it's a different story. I mean, mm. like 10 or 20 years ago, the churches were fighting and they were arguing on this person. Oh, you stole it from our church. <laughs> and why don't you focus on the non-believers? But, but now it's a different story. Yeah. People don't really 
care about that anymore, but yeah. they care about the revival. Good. They care about the lost souls. Good. They care about every single person who is dying without knowing Jesus. Yeah. And I think that's new. Great. I think this brings us really back to what was in 1990, 1991. Yeah. Yeah. So I think, I think prayer can change everything. Yeah. Amen. So I think if our people continue to pray, if we also pray for them mm. and for this country, uh, I think we're going to see something miraculously happening. Right. Amen. Um, yeah, and I just wanted to add, um, that's something that we could pray for, to have younger ministers. Because my sense is that, um, you know, there's a gap in generations. Yeah. And there are not pe people my age who are le really leading churches. Maybe there's like one younger guy. Mm. But for the church of God to grow in Bulgaria, there need to be people that will step up. And I don't doubt that will come as a result of prayer. But that's something... I'd love to see for, for my country. And yeah. another thing is, I, I think that the, the church, there are times where the church, God's church in general, here in the UK as well, is challenged to speak up for the truth. Whenever there are like ethical issues, things that are being spoken in the public life, uh, we as a church need to have a voice and to speak God's truth over those uh, situations. So that's something that the Bulgarian church could probably grow even yeah. more. Um, I long to see that. Amazing. One of the things that I, I love, and, and I, think, I think, guys, for us as a church as well, one of my passions and, and our passion, I think, is to grow in our sense of being multicultural, you know, and um, we've had this conversation many times. I've had it with others about when, and if you're here from another culture, we really love you and we want you here and, and we want not just to, we want, want to receive from you. You know, and, and to me, seeing you lead this morning and Tani, uh, Yanni is from Taiwan and, and, and other people coming in. And we want that to really grow. Uh, and, but one of the things that I love is, is, is where your natural culture, there's a sense of God around that as well. And what, what I've seen in Bulgaria as well sometimes is that there's a tendency to, oh, let's be like Hillsong or let's be like America or let's be like England. And, and actually taking your own culture and redeeming it and seeing Jesus work through that culture is very, very powerful. And one of the things, because Albanians and uh, Bulgarians are part of the Balkans, okay, and so, uh, and we, yeah, we're going, we're going, we're going, just calm down. And, and we, we were, one year we had a team of English people at New Wave, and there was a team from Bulgaria, obviously, uh, obviously all Bulgarians, there's a team from Albania, there's a team from Romania. So they're all part of the Balkans, okay. And when their natural kind of cultural music kicked off, oh my goodness, they all went through the roof. And we just sat there like English people thinking, what is going on here, really? So we would love to have a little bit of that Balkan spirit, okay, tonight. So can you teach us? They are dying. That's why they've come. They are dying, itching to dance a little bit. So we're going to do some Albanian later. But can you just, can you teach? That'd be good, wouldn't it, guys? Wouldn't that be good? It doesn't sound like it. Come on, let's give it up for the Bulgarian dancing. Okay, so guys, um, that's a little bit of a window into Bulgaria as a nation. Fantastic people, amazing country. Um, and then I think our involvement as a church, I remember, I think about maybe the second or third time that I went to Bulgaria. I was young back then, uh, and I was traveling a lot in different countries. But God really said to me um, very, very clearly, you, you, you will be coming here like the rest of your life. You know, and so some of my best friends, like Chocho and others, uh, are Bulgarian, and um, and we just I just love the nation so much. And I think out of that, 
got a whole heart for the Balkans as well. And so I have friends in Kosovo as well uh, as in Albania. And so you've heard the story of how it began. So I'd love you to put your hands together and go absolutely crazy for all our Albanian friends. Can you come and join us? Come and jump on these seats. Grab a microphone there. Just sit on the sides, just sit on your lap, whatever, just get in there. Fantastic, amazing. Come on, your turn. Uh, amazing. So, just quickly tell us your name. Uh, Go down the line. My name is Etienne, but you can call me E.T. for short. E.T. So, nice. It's easily memorable. Great. Oh, mic on. Oh, that's it. Joey. Joey. My name is Yeton. Suada. Brikena. Lediana. Great. You're high up there, Lediana. Look at you there. Okay. Now, yeah, Brikena and Joey live in, in England. So Joey's married to Chris from Northern Ireland. Great to see you there, Chris. And, uh, and, and they are based up in Southport, and, and uh, Brikena is studying. We've also got Shota from Duras as well who's married John, a guy from up in Liverpool. It's great to see you guys. We know each other uh, from over the years in Albania. Brilliant to see you join us. So all these guys are from the church that we are now part of uh, in, in Duras, Duras Christian Centre. And these guys are all on the leadership team. I know Joey and Bricky are out of the country, but these guys are all part of the leadership team. And it is so great to have you here, guys. We are so excited, aren't we? So excited to have you guys here and spend the time with us. Yeah, amen. Lediana, let me, let, let me start with you, because many, many people here know you, and um, just tell us a little bit about uh, life in Albania, and uh, for you as well, and, and, and what you've experienced, you know, since you've been a Christian in these last few years, just whatever you want to share. Yes, yeah, so, <clears throat> I, so, depend what you want to know about life, in, life as a Christian in Albania. Recently, for example, uh, since when I started to work, when I was 15, I used to work into Christian environments, like working for the church or Christian organizations and doing different things for them. But recently, I started to work into a non-Christian environment. And to, in my mind, that was the idea. So I work in, into an international school. And all stuff there, it is Americans, British, and Australian, different, different countries. So I had this idea in my mind that all English speakers are Christian, but then <laughs> this this thing changed, and it was totally new for me. And um, I think people in Albania have heard in one way or another about God in their own ways since when they were kids and they were little. We have had many missionaries come to Albania when we had when the communism fell down and. Mm. Lots of missionaries started to come to Albania and to open churches and to, to build uh, new churches and to help people from different situations that we were at. And um, yeah, so all my colleagues, let's say, that work at that school, they had heard about Jesus when they were little kids, like I did. Because I started to come to church when I was 10 years old, just because of a food bank, just wow. because missionaries gave... Uh, wow. an amount of money and I started to go to th to that church and um, since then I never stopped 
going wow. and following God. And I can say that God, God can change the, the, the motivation of our heart. Yes, I went because I wanted to get something from, from the church, but I understood that God can change heart and he can love you more than other people. So yeah, the young people, unfortunately, recently want to go out of the country. Mm. There is no hope in Albania, unfortunately. So when they study, when they finish their studies, they say, I want to go in Germany. I want to go in England and America. So these are the promised lands for all the young people. For example, we are having lots of people that are starting to become nurse. They, Germany, you can see that there is lots of people, lots of Albanians in Germany working for different things there. And this is because, unfortunately, our government is not doing the right things. There is lots of corruption. And we just hope that one day things will change. Wow. So you, you came to the church as a child, or 10? Yes, 10 for, years old. And yet so we heard your story this morning. You came to the church as a child. Is that the same for all of you? Joey, yeah. how did you come to faith? Yeah, um, yeah I was about the same age. Um, it was just something down the road. My friends invited me to it, and from there on, I don't know, it's been a long time, <laughs> yeah. but wow. it's been an amazing journey, yeah. Great. And a lot of these guys, like, it's not always the case, but a lot of these guys, and when we were helping with the food, yeah. um, the Saturday food event that you guys have got here, Open and, house. and we yeah. were praying that, you know, God will touch the hearts of people through the food that we're giving. A lot of, a lot of the people in our church came through because they got some sort of, like, a food bag or, yes. like, a warm yeah. meal or yeah. a gift. But it was the way God reached through that. It wasn't just the material things. Um, so it's amazing. It's amazing to see what God Very has done good. through that. Thank you for saying that. How many of you help with open house? Any of you here help with those? Hear that? Hear that? Yeah. Well done. You know, because, because actually, you know, none of you guys do that because you love the people and you want to feed them and help them and build community. But they need to meet Jesus. And that's your heart. But a lot of these guys are following and serving and loving Jesus now because somebody helped them with food, you know, and practically, which is amazing. Great. You said, um, let's come to Etienne, maybe you. To, to, so we talked about a little bit with the communism in, in, in Bulgaria. It's different in Albania because it was harder. Bulgaria were linked up to the Soviet Union. Albania linked up to China. And um, Hodja and, was the dictator and all of that. And first country to declare to be an atheist country in 1967, the only country. What was it like to be a Christian in Albania in that time? I know you guys are too young, but, but what would you have known? Were there any churches? Because Jojo said his church was 100 years old. But is church different in Albania? What was the church like in communism? Yeah, I think Joy maybe talking. Okay, okay, okay. Um, actually, yeah, as you said, we none of us were born during that time. Yeah, yeah. Um, but unfortunately, it was really hard because what he believed, the leader believed, is that he was God. And whether you were a Muslim or you're a Christian or you're a Catholic, it doesn't matter. You are not allowed to worship any other God but me. So wow. he destroyed loads of buildings um, yeah. and he pretty much destroyed faith. Um, I know there were a lot of people that did that and behind closed doors and closed windows and they still held on to their low Bibles. Um, Obviously, and then as soon as the communism fell, people were able to come in and rekindle um, every sort of faith and hope that was still left within them people. And it is hard nowadays to reach the older generation, so middle age and above, yeah. because they've had that thing 
um, sort of put into their hearts and brains that there is no other God but this dictator that wow. was leading throughout communism. Um, so, but it's, Albania has survived that yeah, and yeah. definitely surpassed that. And the younger generation is really key um, in the Christian faith nowadays. Right. Wow. If I can add something. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, this also influenced the church in that time because the, the first leaders and Christians, they were just uh, uh, leading by rules. Yeah. And people will just go to church and follow different rules. Yeah. And now this is changing, thanks God. And we, we don't see the leader now like the, the main ruler, like God. We yeah. saw, saw before him, like he was most important person. We will follow everything he would say. It was wrong or it was right anyway. But this was good from one side because we had the respect for, for authority yeah. and for our, our leaders. And this is yeah. changing now. So not every one of us are, uh, are respecting the older generation. Yeah. So yeah. it has both good sides and, and yeah. bad sides. Very good. Just if I can add something, uh, Chacho mentioned before that they would turn off lights to hear the radio. I remember uh, my, cousin, my neighbor, she's 83 years old now, and she, now and she says, um, I remember when I was little, my mom would turn off the lights and we would pray. Or, for example, because I come from a Muslim family, my grandma would say that uh, because her father was um, Muslim leader, I don't know imam. what, uh, yeah, imam. an imam, um, their family was forbidden and it was they were in persecution and they killed him and they didn't wow. know where the body is till now. So wow. it was a very hard dictatorship. Yeah, and I know the church leaders in Duras were, there were some horrible executions and all kinds of horrendous things okay so, so we talked about um in bulgaria with new wave and the movement of the young people in albania as well uh 13 years ago now uh united youth for christ and we've been involved in that for every year uh since as well so we've got one coming up in a couple of weeks time with there's a team from here and i'll be there and you guys will be there what what's god doing in the young people in albania what are you seeing now any of you Rikena, or any of you haven't spoken Yeton. Yeah, you know, Yeton, you maybe then. We'll come back to Burkina. Um, yeah. Uh, we can see in our generation that things can change. Oh, uh, think, uh, the young people can dream, and before they couldn't dream. Yeah. Yeah. Before they would follow just the vision of the other people. And if parents would go to one direction, their, their children would follow them. But God, now God has changed this. I have, uh, I have a dream. We have different dreams. Different Albanians have different this dreams. Are, this some people, some of our young people just want just to go out of the country. Yeah. But us and many other people that know God, we dream for an Albanian that knows God. Yeah. For a, a revival nation, uh, for a national revival. Through the Albanians in Balkan and through Balkan in Europe. These are dreams that people before didn't have. 
But we have this kind of dreams and I'm very happy now. The young people are hearing now and reading for, for di from different people that had national revivals like John Wesley. My favorite is the one that says, I want Scotland for Jesus. And I want Duras for Jesus. And Albania for Jesus. Yeah, amen. Come on. Amen. And as Lidiana and Yeton said, it is something that is happening among young people that everyone wants to go out. So if you want to stay in Albania, you are a strange person. <laughs> so even for us coming here, they all would say that you are going there, try to stay there. Yeah. But we have told to our familiars, our friends, that we have chosen to stay in Albania. And as Yeton says, that we have, we have a dream uh, individually, individually and as a church also that we have to... We want to impact Duras and our nation for Jesus. Amen. And we want this uh, new cult culture that we are of Christianity, that we are looking among our young people. And we praise God for that because it's a new culture and it's the culture of Christ real Christianity. And that's what uh, we want to see in our nation. Amen. Great. I want to give you an opportunity if any of you want to ask these guys any questions, maybe Andy will come and help with the mic in a minute. But just be while you're thinking about that, Guys, um, if anybody, a lot of these people have been, if any of them want to come on a trip sometime and they come to your church, what should they expect? What will happen when they come? Apart from the dancing, and which we'll do in a minute. What, 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 kind of, what kind of activities happen in the church? What kind of things will they do if they come? And, and, and does it make a difference to you when guys from here come? Does it, you know, speak into that a little bit. Uh, something that you have to know before you come to our church you will see a lot of people that it seems to them that they get to know you from a very long time and soon as they see you they are ready to hug you and to kiss you don't be scared it's just part of our culture we are very friendly people. And I'm sure the people that has been to our church, they can confirm this, right? We always hug people. When we are at coffee shops, we speak out loud. <laughs> I don't remember there was one of the team members that was once. We were uh, having a coffee. And before us, there, were, there were people there screaming or talking for us. <laughs> and he said to me, you are very weird. <laughs> I said, why? Because they were fighting. And when they left, they kissed each other and everything, they forgot everything. <laughs> and then I started to explain everything. So what, Etienne, what, if a team comes, what will, what will they do in the church during that week? What kind of things will you do? Like we have a lot of activities in there. Uh, thank God that we have a seniors meeting, we have a youth meeting, we have a Sunday church as usual. Mm -hmm. And uh, also we have uh, kids, sun like the Sunday school, last mm -hmm. Sunday we have the kids ministry. And uh, yeah, thank God for this. Also we have like different activities depending on uh, mm -hmm. 
the maybe the holidays that we have or mm. maybe evangelism mm. or mm. now thank god we are uh, trying to build up a group of discipleship because in Albania it's mm. a thing that is absent that mm. has been like for 30 years it hasn't been a yeah. discipleship thing but uh, thank god that we are planning to do this and with the help of the lord we yeah. will achieve it amen we're starting something aren't we in the next couple of weeks what are we starting in the next couple of weeks in uh, the church? so we are starting the small groups great and uh great. maybe now we will have like three small groups but great. thank god and with the, uh, with the help of god we will multiply and amen maybe we will be more yeah. great excellent great stuff did you want to go on then uh, you got the high chair so just <laughs> speak speak girl <laughs> I would say something that you can expect when you come to Albania is people being very open. For example, you might go to a house visit and people can share their life story with you and they are very open to pray. And also at the hospital, so because we accept every kind of religion in Albania, people are very open to pray. So when we go and ask them, would you like some prayer? They start to cry and they say, yes, please. So these are some of the things that you can can expect. Expect in Albania. Yeah. <laughs> can I add something? Please, Swarika. Okay, something else you have to ex uh, ex ex expect. expect in Albania. <laughs> <laughs> it's that our coffee is different than yours. <laughs> <laughs> it's cheaper anyway. It really is. <laughs> okay, cheaper and yeah. smaller. When we came here and ordered Stronger. coffee, we thought it was like ours, yeah. small, and then we. <laughs> We saw a big <laughs> cup of coffee. So, and also we drink, we drink a lot and enjoy our time together. Yeah. Meet friends, meet family, meet yeah. everyone in coffee place. <laughs> Great. Anybody want to ask any questions, guys, while we've got these guys here? Anybody want to just pop your hand up? Mark? Yakshimesh. Andy told me not to do that, but... <laughs> We respect our elders. Uh, I had the absolute joy of being with you guys last year during a very sad time, but I know you guys have had a very sad and challenging time recently with the earthquakes and stuff, yeah. so I just wondered how the, you know, how everybody's doing, how's the building doing, and, yeah. you know, the earthquakes. Yeah. Get on and you'll build your house as well, yeah. if you want to. Um, So we had a very big earthquake. The Some of the houses are still in the in a very bad condition. Praise God, no damages at the church. Uh, I think <laughs> my house got the most destroyed from the earthquake. The only one. The only one. Yeah. Maybe I, I was praying for the church and I forgot my own house. <laughs> and God is so faithful and he heard my prayer. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, we've been so during this time we've been very close to the people. All our three events went outside of our guard. And we had the chance to take the little kids to sleep in the vans. 
Because all that night for two days people were outside the house. And this was a very good opportunity to share the gospel. And we had this chance. So thank God that happened this earthquake and we used this for good. Uh, also, I want to add something that uh, it wasn't felt also uh, only in Duros, which is which was the epicenter of the, all the earthquakes, but also it was felt like in Tirana and the cities nearby, and uh, some of the buildings were also not being inhabited, so uh, there were like maybe signs that no one was uh, being to live there anymore. And uh, some of them were also cracked up, and uh, yeah. But uh, also there were like people when the time of the earthquakes, they were sleeping outside or they were going outside because they were with the fear that an, a bigger earthquake would come and maybe it would destroy their house and maybe they would be dead inside of the building. So yeah. Wow. Thanks, Eti. Anyone else want to ask anything? Any questions? Okay. Yes, on just um, I'll go, Phil. You guys are all very young leaders, uh, and I guess the church is quite young. But how are the older generation <laughs> responding uh, to the gospel uh, through you? Can I just? There's two questions there. I think, or, or, or I know there's one question. The old, the, how older people respond to the gospel. And then how also older people have responded to you? Because let's push into that as well. Who wants to speak? Um, it is very difficult to work with the first generation of Christianity in Albania. They did a very wonderful job. We really honor them. We love them. They are our spiritual fathers. But during this period of time, we have a new flood of Christianity in Albania. And God wants to put the new wine into new um, wineskins. But the first generation says, no, these are like the ones that we have used are very good ones. I think that in Duros, at least, the only ones that have understood what God wants to do is us. And seeing the, the cooperation recently with Life Central and Pastor Leon, we understood that we have to go out of legalism from the old structures. And this is totally against the, the flood, like the old generation Make, <laughs> makes a crash with the two generations. But this is something else for us that we need to honor them and to pray that they will understand us and what God wants to do in Albania. Um, and I think with um, what Yatan was referring to was the older generation that is Christian or has faith. Um, I think with the older generation that has not come to God yet, I think 
pretty much, except Etienne, I think. I don't know about your dad. Uh, most of us come from families that were not Christians. Uh, mo like most of us are Muslim families. My family were Catholic. Um, a lot of us faced the adversity of our family when we wanted to go to church and serve God. And I think only through God working in us and them seeing that change in us that is so different from all of their other children, so to say, um, have they almost been able to listen about God. Because in Albania, the culture is that you respect your elders, as he said, you listen to what they say. And if you're trying to give them a little bit of wisdom, come on, who are you? Like, you're a bit young, sit there. Um, but... And the only thing that I can say is from my father. My father is a very hard man. He was always the boss of everything, and he would not want to hear anything. And he always made it really hard for me to go to church. Um, I got married a couple of years back, and he got to come here to England and walk me down the aisle. Um, and for years, they don't express what they feel, even if they feel it. But for years, he would not agree with the fact that I'm a Protestant. Like, I'm not a proper Christian. You know, I'm not a Catholic. Um, but he got to write something really nice in my wedding book that showed me that throughout the years, because I'd, I'd loved him and just loved him and given him opportunities and shown that God can love him and heal him and everything, um, he'd had faith in him that he's, it's starting to come out. There's something in him was starting to come out. He didn't want it to. He was trying to not let it go, but he wrote something really nice um, in our wedding book that showed to me that God is working through him, which is, which is really amazing. <laughs> Uh, something, as Joy mentioned, something that is totally against our culture is that you cannot lead if you are young in age and if you are a female. And five years ago, when our pastor left, he did something totally against our culture. We are eight, eight that time we were ten, ten people, young in age. The w youngest one was my brother. He was just uh, 15 years old. And most of us were women and just two men in our leadership team. And I remember none of the churches would support us. They would say, don't go to their church, or some of the church members started to drop, but God has changed this, really. You know, as I said about Kalina, met her when she was 11 and 12 and seeing her grow, and it's the same with these guys. I've known these guys, you know, when they were young, and just seeing what God's done in you guys has been amazing, and just sitting here listening to you talk and share like the way you've done. It's just amazing what God is doing in your lives. And we are so grateful uh, that we get to be friends with you and we get to share with you and we get to learn from you. And, uh, you know, several of these guys are with us for the whole of the week. Go back next Sunday, uh, which is amazing. And actually, I'll be in Albania before you are because I go on Friday and then the team come on Saturday and then you guys come on Sunday. Guys, you are so amazing. We, wanna, um, we want to see some Albanian dancing. Now, now, when you go to the Balkans, okay, every Balkan country thinks whatever it's got is the best in the whole Balkan. So if it's baklava, if it's masaka, dancing, is your dancing better than the Bulgarians? It's similar. It's, okay, okay, okay. Here we go. We want to hear, see some Albanian dancing, don't we? Come on. Right. Who's leading this then? Amazing. This is a crazy church, isn't it? It really is completely bonkers. Guys, we want to say a massive thank you to all of our friends from Albania and Bulgaria. Why don't we just thank them so much. Please um, say hi to them, won't, them? won't you please make them feel welcome. Um, 
Some of them are going to be here for the week. Bulgarian guys are going back in the morning, so it'd be great to say goodbye to them tonight. Some of these guys are also heading up the north of the country, but then the four of them, um, Yetan, oh, I've lost my head here, Lediana, Etienne and Swada are here for a whole week. Okay, so they're around for the week. Guys, it's been an amazing evening. God bless you. Thank you for coming. There is cake left, I think. So if you want to eat that up, it may have all gone. But thank you for coming and have an amazing week. Bless you, everyone.